Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammie and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Last week, we said shift happens. And now when things change, we must change with them. But when making decisions, especially big ones, it's essential to make sure you've done your homework first and that from every angle you can think of, both your premise and thesis hold water. Based on the principle that all things are created twice, like a home, where there's a blueprint and then when you hammer in that first nail, our advice follows the carpenter's rule. Measure twice, cut once. Because in this age of communication, that's always on 24-7. It's easy to be overwhelmed by all the statements being made, by all the talking heads who come and go and are never held accountable that may not be based on fact. The truth is it's harder to discern what's real or not than ever. So as Cat Stevens said in Father and Son, take your time, think a lot. This week, therefore, we're discussing what to do when shift happens. To begin with, it's important to look forward, not backward. The concern right now, for example, is that inflation is out of control, that the Fed waited too long to act, and now that they have begun to raise interest rates, they will do so to such a degree and at such a pace, they'll throw our economy into recession. In fact, however, early signs of a slowdown are already in a downward shift in manufacturing and shipping as measured by the Purchasing Manufacturers Index, or the PMI. Companies are beginning to announce not only freezes in hiring, but job cuts. And while rates for mortgages and the average price of a home are at multi-year, if not all-time highs, prices for many of the commodities like lumber that they use to build them are down 50% from recent peaks. And companies from Target to Amazon are beginning to report not only declines in consumer demand and consumer sentiment, but their subletting space they committed to during the pandemic. Like Warren Buffett said, when the tide goes out, you see who's swimming naked. <laughs> and a number of those high-profile companies from Zoom and Peloton to DocuSign who were doing so well during the lockdown, they're cutting spending to preserve cash, but their CEOs as well. As Don Luskin at Trend Macro points out, with a 13-month lag, there's a very strong correlation to core CPI and the M2 money supply, which peaked in February, March of 2021, when Biden signed the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan for COVID relief into law. And God willing, absent any new legislation, it's been 
falling ever since. In fact, he says, if we simply do nothing, by next June, inflation should be back to 2.49%. Also, when it comes to interest rates, people seem to have forgotten the Fed just launched quantitative tightening as well, starting this month. Through August, they'll essentially be selling $30 billion a month in treasuries and $17.5 billion in mortgage-backed debt and ratcheting that up in September to $60 and $35 billion respectively, with the intent of reducing their $9 trillion balance sheet by just over a trillion a year. But it's important to note, if the Fed isn't buying, someone else has to, don't they? And only time will tell if the public has appetite for that. As always, it's about supply and demand. And the problem now is if they don't, that can and most likely will cause upward pressure on rates as well. So the Fed, therefore, needs to take this one step at a time, in spite of people like Jamie Dimon and J.B. Morgan screaming at a recent conference, there's a hurricane coming, like his hair was on fire. You know, there's a great scene in a movie called Trading Places with Eddie Murphy, where a street smart con artist being groomed by a couple of rich guys to trade commodities as a joke, finally understands his benefactors aren't any smarter than him. And that amidst all the screaming to sell and then buy on the floor of the Chicago Board Options Exchange, people's fear of losing money makes them lousy thinkers. In general, the bond market tends to be smarter than the stock market because people need to make sure their principal will be repaid on time. In other words, they're far more focused on things like balance sheets, leverage, and cash flow. And for some time, the bond market has been leading the Fed, indicating that a three, three and a half percent base case where interest rates will go before the Fed is done tightening. But the other key when it comes to inflation is energy, which is at the heart of everything. From raising crops to feeding livestock, from shipping and delivery to manufacturing, we need to solve that, of course. And obviously, the moment war in Ukraine ends, everything will change overnight. But who can predict if and when that will happen? And in the meantime, there's nothing the Fed can do. But as clients know, I've always believed in the free market principles of Adam Smith, who in 1776, in his book, The Wealth of Nations, wrote that our individual need to fulfill our own self-interest will ultimately result in the greatest benefit to society through what he calls the invisible hand. In any event, because of his theories on capitalism, free markets, and the laws of supply and demand, he's often referred to as the father of of economics. But the bottom line is, I hope and pray for as little government involvement and intervention going forward as possible and left to itself, believe that the best cure for high prices is high prices, which naturally results in demand destruction. At the same time, our global supply chain now freed from forced COVID lockdowns will continue to improve and take pressure off inflation as well. We're already beginning to see it in things like the price of commodities and a slowdown in manufacturing, and from retailers who are beginning to worry more about an excess than a shortage of their inventory. We're starting to see bankruptcies again for companies ranging from Revlon to the collapse of Terra in the world of crypto. And as always, 
It's leverage or borrowing that's the greatest culprit. But as layoffs increase, while many of those laid off will find work elsewhere in other industries where there's still a chronic shortage, it will take pressure off employers everywhere else who until recently needed to pay bonuses just to get people to show up when they said they would. People are, once more, beginning to see they need to get back to work, if only for a few days a week in person, instead of working full-time from home. While many in Gen Z will continue to job hop, seldom staying in the same place for more than three years, even there, the pendulum is starting to swing back to center in a healthier, dare I say better, balance, which ultimately will help everyone. In the meantime... We're watching for supply to continue increasing relative to demand. And as onshoring continues for key components like semiconductor chips to determine who will benefit the most. For example, will it be parts manufacturers for the automotive industry or railroads and mass transit? I think railroads or services by companies like Marriott or Airbnb catering to people who can work remotely on a full-time basis. Can I jump in a second, Laurie, with what you you just said about railroads? (laughs) Because I'm not sure I agree with you or Buffett, who I know happens to have invested in a lot of them. Long-term, they'll obviously play an important part when it comes to shipping heavy products like cars cross-country. But when it comes to almost everything else, once autonomous driving with EVs capable of traveling 600 miles or more on a charge is approved, I think it'll impact everything from taxis to rail when vast convoys of driverless trucks will change delivery and logistics by eliminating the time-consuming need to constantly load and offload on either end when going from point A to point B. Well, that's right. And I think you said on our podcast in Future Trends something similar. So... I'll change my answer to air with companies like FedEx and UPS. Okay, Laura, you got me. (laughs) But you do bring up a good point. Throughout all of this upheaval going on today, from disintermediation in financial services of the big banks by companies like PayPal or Block, to bankruptcies caused by excess borrowing, and how many times is that now for Revlon? There's going to be a lot of consolidation, just like there was during the tech bubble in 2000. From it all, there will emerge a handful of victors stronger than ever, whose stocks will want to own. And now is the time to increase your savings and investing patterns, with the prices of some of these companies trading well, today especially, the potential upside could be substantial like it was 20 years ago for Apple, Amazon, and Amgen, amongst a few. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed what you heard, and if you did, that you'll share it with friends and family so they can enjoy it too. This is Barnaby Levin and Laurie Cammy for the Plutonomics Podcast, signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not 
and offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and any investment opportunities referenced may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced are from sources believed to be reliable and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or for statements or errors contained in or admissions from the obtained data and information referenced. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.